Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for May 10th, 2011, and now the news. China's Ministry of Commerce is accusing the United States of dumping cars in China. Specifically, the Chinese government says subsidized vehicles with engines two and a half liters or bigger are being dumped there, and it says that this has harmed China's domestic car companies. However, despite the ruling, China says it will not take any action right now. Well, here's my AutoLine insight. I think the Chinese are fuming over U.S. import tariffs on Chinese steel, and they want to retaliate, but they know that could trigger a trade war. So for the time being, they're sending a message with this ruling. They're keeping their powder dry for another day. Besides, how can anyone argue with a straight face that the Chinese auto industry is being hurt? It's growing faster and stronger than any other market in the history of the automobile. And what's their premise for the dumping charges? Cash for clunkers? The GM and Chrysler bailouts? I sure would like to see how they possibly think the U.S. is dumping cars over there. Besides, what are we dumping? A couple of handful? Hey, if you want to help the environment, don't kill the dandelions in your yard. Ford is teaming up with the Ohio State University to figure out how to use dandelions as a sustainable resource for rubber. It's a specific type of dandelion called the Russian dandelion that contains a milky white substance that could be used to make rubber. Ford says it could be used in plastic parts like cup holders, floor mats, and interior trim. Before it's put to use, though, the company needs to assess its quality, see how it works in a variety of plastics, and make sure it meets durability standards. Ford is doing the research because it says synthetic rubber is not a sustainable resource and it wants to minimize its use. It's been available on smartphones for years, so it was just a matter of time before it migrated to navigation systems. I'm talking about something they call augmented reality. We found this story on Autoblog courtesy of crunchgear.com. Electronics manufacturer Pioneer just announced what it's calling the first in-dash nav system with augmented reality. So what's that mean? Well, by using a forward-facing camera, it can identify things like cars, street signs, and traffic lights ahead of the vehicle. It can even show you the exact route you need to take to get to a certain destination. Pretty slick. Pioneer plans to start selling its AR navigation system in Japan by the end of this month with a price tag of $3,700. So no thanks, I think I'll stick with the turn-by-turn directions on my cell phone. The Detroit Free Press reports that General Motors is making a significant investment in its U.S. manufacturing base. The company is cutting a check for more than $2 billion to update 17 of its facilities. The investment is expected to create some 4,200 jobs across eight states. As many as 2,000 of those positions could go to its Detroit Hamtramck plant, where it builds the Chevy Volt, Buick Lucerne, and Cadillac DTS. But both the Caddy and the Buick are expected to be discontinued later this year to make room for the 2013 Malibu. 
Speaking of General Motors, Bob Stemple, the former chairman and CEO of GM, passed away last weekend. Stemple achieved a lot in his career. He played a key role in the development of the front-wheel drive powertrain on the 1967 Oldsmobile Toronado, still one of the most beautiful cars ever produced by GM. He also led the mass production development of the catalytic converter at GM, probably the single most important environmental technology ever produced for the automobile. When I first met Stemple, he was the head of engineering at Chevrolet. But then he went on to run the Pontiac division, then to Opel, then to Chevrolet, then headed up the CPC group, which included Chevrolet, Pontiac, and GM of Canada. He then made it to CEO and chairman, but only lasted two years from 1990 to 92. GM's board unceremoniously threw him out, blaming him for much of the company's problems at the time. But you know, Stemple was the first engineer to ever make it to the top of GM, and I always felt that was a key reason why the board and other top executives turned against him. He never served in the New York Treasurer's office, which is where every single chairman at GM always came out of. I'm sure Bob Stemple was not happy that General Motors went bankrupt two years ago, but he must have derived some satisfaction in knowing that all the financial brainiacs that came after him were no more successful in turning the company around. Hey, they say that enthusiasts hate this car, but I think it's perfect for the brand. Coming up next, a look at the Buick Regal Turbo. Reducing exhaust emissions, aerified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability, DowAerify.com. Enthusiasts are panning the new turbocharged version of the Buick Regal, but I'm not as critical as they are. Here's my quick take on what this car is all about. Here's my instant impression of the turbo version of the Buick Regal. You know, a lot of enthusiasts are complaining that the chassis and handling of this car are not up to snuff with the power of the turbo. And they're right, as enthusiasts, but here's why they're wrong. You know, this is actually a very comfortable riding car. And by the way, if it's a little too soft for you, you've got this sport button on the dashboard that'll tighten up the suspension for you. And by the way, if you'd like it to ride even smoother than it does normally, just hit the tour button and that'll do the trick. Sure, enthusiasts complain that the ride and handling of this car isn't up to snuff the way they measure it. But you know what? Enthusiasts don't buy Buicks. And I'd say the turbocharged version of the Buick Regal absolutely nails it in terms of who's going to buy this car. The Regal is a key reason why Buick is one of the fastest growing brands in the American market right now. Hey, on After Hours this Thursday, our guest is Marjorie Krebsky, the author of a book on the history of auto show models. In fact, she's going to be bringing three models with her to show off some of the vintage dresses from the last 40 years of auto shows. Ought to be pretty good, and that's on AutoLine After Hours, Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.